Yeah, no, I mean, I'm it would not. be nice, you know, especially for training and things that we're doing. But then we think, hmm, we just talked about maybe getting picking up like a TJ and just making it, you know, on 40s and Dana 60s oh, or something wow. crazy, right? Yeah. You know, just having some fun. Well, it's time. It's another Jeep Talk Show episode, a flagship episode. I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, where we put the fun in off-road fun. This is the only show where you can hear Jeep owners talk about things like mud, rocks, and giant tires, and not get weird looks. So strap in, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to, damn it, so close, to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. We guarantee that after listening to us, you'll have the sudden urge to bury your head in the sand. No, I'm sorry, go buy Buy a Jeep and hit the trails. Don't say we didn't warn you. On tonight's episode, Jeep Pit kills two. Uh-oh. What, what is the segment called, Larry? It's not What's Up, Larry. I need to change that in the show notes. What do we call it? Uh, fascinating Larry. <laughs> Fabrication. Fabricating Frenzy. Fabricating Frenzy. There you uh, go. Thanks, Nikki G. <laughs> yeah, that's a Nikki G. Where are you wheeling next? And our must-have for your Jeep grab handle switch panel, and it's not the same one I talked about before. It's from oh, the good, same because I was like, "Did we already do this?" Yeah, it's it's from <laughs> the same company, but now more buttons. Ooh, <laughs> See, Love it. it's better. More it's, lights. It's more better. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I have an update to the Ladies Off-Road Network Challenge that I did. Hi, it's Larry, and where are you wheeling before winter? Uh, you know, I forgot to mention this. Larry, did we talk about the the 30 top Jeep, I'm sorry, not Jeep, the 30 top talk shows in podcasting? Podcast. Did we talk about yes. that last week? I don't no, know if we you didn't talk about it, about but it. I, we, we I did saw in Discord, it. but not on air. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think so. So, uh, Wendy, you saw this, and actually, mm-hmm. you actually went and found the article and read about it because whenever I posted yes. it on uh, on Instagram, uh, I didn't say what position we were in it. I know, but I had to. I was you really shocked that uh, n- number one that we were. I'm sorry, we're not number one. I don't. <laughs> Make anybody but we're think close. that? Yeah. yeah. So the first thing was that I was surprised that we were the in the top thirty talk shows. There yeah. are thousands and thousands of talk shows uh, that are out there, podcasts that are out there, and we being the the Jeep talk show being in the top thirty is amazing to me. And then uh, when I went and looked, I, I just do we were going to be like thirty or thirty and a half or something. Twenty nine nope. and a quarter. Yeah, t- number six. So not only yes. not we're only are we on the, yeah, not only are we in the top thirty, we're in the top ten. So yes, so exciting. Uh, yeah, thanks for shitting on my point, Larry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's right. It keeps coming back. It was so much fun with Josh. We would always do that to each other because we were all, you know, we had worked together for so long. We were thinking exactly the same thing. (laughs) So uh, it's a feedspot.com. Uh, article and all you have to do is just go to uh, go to the your interweb and do a search for uh, thirty top Jeep. Damn it! I will keep on because it's Jeep talk show. Thirty top talk shows, not Jeep talk shows. Talk shows, good lord, yeah. that's huge! And I, I was telling, yeah, I was telling Chris, I was talking to Chris about it. He goes, "Oh yeah, we're going to be using that in advertisements <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we have to. It's an accomplishment. I mean, you and Josh started it, you know, and you've had others along the way, and then I came on board and Chuck and 
Oh, it's it, it's all Josh a team effort. This is this and Larry is, now. This yeah. isn't me. This is all of us. All the Jeep yes. Talk Show team members. And then uh, we all have the, the team. The Jeep Talk Talk Show host, uh, past and now, uh, and uh, potentially future. Sorry, I'm not firing well, anybody. And of course, our most important, <laughs> our listeners, people who tune in and listen and call in and give oh. us tips. And yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Follow I've said us. it it's multiple so times. There was no, there's no reason to do this without listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's not top 30. When you sell it, it's top 10. Yes. Oh, good point. Uh, you're in charge of marketing. <laughs> oh, that's how it happens, Larry. <laughs> oh, no. You'll learn. But, you know, he's still new. He'll, he'll learn. <laughs> I'm just here to shit on your parade. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, in about a week, uh, the Detroit Four Fest is going to be going on September 8th through 10th. Uh, just go to fourfest.com. Uh, I'm sorry, fourfestevents.com, and you can sign up. It's in Michigan, in Detroit. Uh, they're calling it Detroit Four Fest, and uh, you can go over there and sign up, uh, register, and sign up. Uh, Julianne with uh, JTS Chick Chat uh, and Wranglehurst will be doing a ladies' run on September 9th and 10th at 6:45 a.m. Yes, I said 6:45 a.m. And this is going to be at the Holly Oaks uh, Off-Road uh, Park, the ORV Park. Uh, and uh, Larry, you've never been to there, have you, or have you? No, I haven't. Yeah. So uh, Chris is going to be there. Julian's going to be there. Uh, of course, uh, Tom Zelinsky, it's his event. He's going to be there. Uh, and I believe Ken uh, with uh, Tyree Lights is going to be there. Uh, and because uh, they're having a uh, a night fest, a Friday night night fest, uh, brought to you by Tyree Lights, and uh, that's on September eighth. So uh, if I remember correctly, the uh, September eighth is going to be the media event. So uh, all the media people are going to be there, and I think Jim uh, is from Jeep is going to be there uh, as well. Uh, Jim Morrison, uh, you could never forget Jim Morrison's name, you know, because he was big in the '60s. So uh, I was really good. I was really glad I didn't make that joke while he while he was on the show. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Larry? Oh yeah. All right, good. <laughs> You look confused. I just want to make sure. So, uh, yeah, don't miss that. I uh, would love for have you go out there. Uh, you can uh, contact uh, Julianne and get signed up for the uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, off-road, uh, ladies' off-road event. And, uh, yeah, I mean, get out there, get some pictures, uh, get some, uh, uh, some stickers. And uh, please make sure that anything that you want to share online, you uh, uh, do a hashtag Jeep Talk Show, or as I like to say, pound Jeep Talk Show. The older listeners out there get that joke. Also, too, don't want to uh, don't want to forget to mention as much as you would like for me to forget it uh, to join our Patreon, become a Patreon subscriber. We have a a goal of one hundred subscribers. We can do it. Uh, where's my Rob? Uh, but the, you can do it. You can, can do, do it. <laughs> so uh, I mean, ad free content. Uh, you get uh, additional content. Larry, you mentioned it last flagship episode about the Tony and Josh show. I actually had somebody uh, commenting about that uh, in chat the other day. They said they asked me, "Is there how many? Is there going to be any more Tony and Josh episodes?" I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there very many?" Uh, and I said, "Yeah, there's a hundred of them." And uh, also, too, the, the question was, is there someplace uh, online that I can go and listen to them? And I said, nope, uh, it's all on my, uh, my computer, and uh, I'm, I'm p- pushing them out to the Patreon. So uh, this is something that Josh and I did uh, back in, like, 2016, maybe earlier, uh, you know. So uh, it, it, some of the content is, uh, is older content, but uh, I like to call it evergreen. I think you can listen to it and still enjoy it. All right, so uh, police pit 
Jeep Killing 2. Not oh, two Jeeps. What, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> Ew, I thought there was a dog involved. Thank no, you. Oh, no. And in, in the, the, I would have been more, I mean, people are important, but I would have been more concerned if it was the, the pit bull that got killed. Um, so, Georgia police pit Jeep Grand Cherokee, sending it flying and killing two occupants. What row? <laughs> So the driver of a Jeep Grand Cherokee refused to pull over and was chased at speeds exceeding 100 miles an hour. I don't know about you guys. I always get kind of irritated when people, uh, the the news reporter says, speeds in in excess of 80 miles per hour. We have a a Beltway 8 out here, a toll road, that if you don't go 80 miles an hour, you're going to be getting shot at. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but this is different. Yeah, from a civilian pit maneuver. <laughs> yeah, when you have a cop behind or a car behind you with red lights flashing, you know, you're supposed to pull over. Oh, well, th- I've seen people with Jeepers with those red halos on their lights, <laughs> on their headlights. <laughs> I don't pull yeah, over for of, them. A lot of areas around here, the ambulance slows down traffic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, uh, this is, I mean, this is horrible. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to make this political. Um, I know that there has been talk, and I think it may have even been snuck through in a bill, that the government is going to have, uh, or they at least want the ability, to turn your vehicle off. So that if you're running from them, they can uh, just, uh, you know, call, up, call up a number or have the dispatcher do something, probably online someplace, and just make your vehicle uh, stop. I, I don't know yeah. necessarily that it will break. but, but I can't cause- imagine... What? This could be mistreated or used in another way. Well, you know? and we know from recent the recent years, the government never would abuse anything, any any rights or not rights that they have. Sorry. So uh, I think that's actually a feature already in uh, newer Chevys with the OnStar. I think they can actually already oh, do that. That's a good point. That's been that's been around for years, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, because uh, that's actually been used. Now, uh, I mean, I absolutely th- uh, believe there's good uses for this. Like if you get carjacked or your vehicle stolen uh, and they're trying to recover the vehicle, uh, I would much rather them turn off the engine uh, of my uh, stolen vehicle than pit maneuver it. <laughs> because now I may have a chance of, uh, of getting my vehicle back in, in good condition. Because no matter if you have insurance or not, you're going to be out of vehicle for, for a while. Uh, before you can get another one, even if uh, if the, the the main vehicle is totaled, but I do not like the idea of anybody having the ability to disable my vehicle uh, because it's basically I am being told that I'm guilty uh, unless proven innocent. Well, and and the problem is who's doing that control, and secondly. What if it's a different situation and you were trying to get away for a different reason or you you had to? I mean, to me, when you relinquish that information or, or that ability to someone to control you, you've also given up your freedoms. And the other, th- yeah, mm, you no, guys, I'm with you, Tony. Do you guys remember the song? Right. This is an old song and some people won't, won't have heard it. Uh, I Shot the Sheriff. Yes. <laughs> But I didn't but, shoot the deputy. But he right. wasn't a deputy. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't shoot the deputy. So... You guys have to remember, and I think everybody understands this, you guys have to remember that it doesn't matter if you're a police officer, a government official, everybody is still a person, and that and that person has the ability to be good or bad, Correct. and they can be both, uh, and, it, and it, may, uh, it may not be, you don't know when it's going to happen, and if they have ultimate power, it doesn't matter. 
because right. they have ultimate power. They have the ultimate power to do whatever well, and, they want to do. And here's the problem I see with it. So if you present this sort of this particular incident where they could have, someone's going to say, well, you could have saved two lives if they were able to turn the vehicle off. And you'll have a majority right. of people say, oh my gosh, that's a great law. Why don't you enact that, that you have the ability to stop the bad guy? The problem that we've seen is that they don't stop at that. Now somebody else comes along and says, well, you know, in California, we, we have a problem with too much electricity being used. So we're going to turn all your vehicles off. You don't get to go to work today. That would, you don't that get would to never, go driving. That would never happen. My God. Of course. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> I think that was called absolute power corrupts absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That is so right. So that's the problem with saying, hey, I think it would have been great if they could have stopped them and, you know, turned off the vehicle. It absolutely which I would. would agree. If we yeah. could have saved two lives because this driver was an idiot and didn't yeah, think stupid, about their lives. Stupid lives are still lives. Stupid, yes. But what, what if... What if you're an emergency trying to rush to the hospital or something like that? Yeah. And who's to say that they know what's going on in your car? All they see is right. someone racing somewhere. They don't know right. if they shut it off. Who knows what but, would happen? But, uh, but trust me, if somebody kidnapped a child, if they kidnapped a woman, if the guy was going to do whatever, you're, there are going to be uh, tons of people saying, you guys, turn off his car. You could stop that. Mm -hmm. That's the problem is that it won't stop there. Then they'll be able to use it whenever they want later on. So I'm with Tony. I don't want the government to, you know, be well, having that control to be able to turn it off when they felt like they wanted to. I mean, there's, me, there's an know. easy solution to this. The same thing about coming in and searching uh, your premises. You need to have a warrant. So all you need to do is get a warrant before you can turn off my vehicle. And I guarantee you, if I'm rushing away from a police officer trying to get my pregnant wife to the hospital because she's uh, already the head's crowning, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be at the hospital before you get that warrant. And 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 that and that's what makes me uh, fearful of this is because they're going to say, well, you don't have time to protect your rights. And the more right. rights that we allow our government to get around, yeah. yeah, or take, right, you're not getting them back. They're not going to say, okay, we're done with this. It didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> you've lost it. It. It, al it almost sounds like you're saying they're not working in your best interest. No, absolutely not. The government okay. is working in its own best interest. Now, wait a minute. I've heard when the government says, I'm here to help you, that that's your, you're supposed to follow that. Yeah, great line. <laughs> great line from Ronald Reagan. I cannot do that without smiling. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're from the government and we're here to help uh, ourselves. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we need to, uh, and, and I think that the, the, the Jeep audience is very self, um, uh, self-supportive, uh, self-reliant. And I don't, and I think that, that we like the idea of having the ability and it's not just us, of course, but I think we like the, having the, the ability to take care of our own lives, make our own decisions, make our own mistakes, and it, it very well may be that we have legal issues because of making these decisions, but I think that personal responsibility and making your own decisions is king. And turning off a vehicle, even when it saves lives, uh, should not be able to happen without the proper uh, judicial authority. Right. Slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. We need yeah. to keep these rights that we have, and I don't even know why we have to fight to keep our rights. Uh, but it, it's it's very sad. I mean, it's right there in black and white. But it, it seems the government is always trying to do things uh, to uh, to help us to uh, you know like like we're here to help type thing. So uh, just to wrap this thing up. Uh, the local authorities uh, 
uh, started uh, to chase the Grand Cherokee just before 1 a.m. Nothing good happens after midnight. Uh, on the morning of September 30th, 2022, noting that it was traveling at a high rate of speed and had uh, changed lanes without using the turn signal. My God, people, you don't That's use, it? you never give a turn signal because you're giving away your strategy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't give it up. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Let it be a surprise for everybody. Uh, the driver of the Jeep refused to stop for police, uh, proceeding uh, to speed along the highway at speeds uh, in ex excess of 100 miles per hour. And for your fuzzy little foreigners, as I said last week, that's 160 kilometers an hour. Uh, at one stage, the driver exited the highway and slowed down, allowing one of the passengers, oh my God, saved a life, uh, to uh, step out of the SUV. The driver then re-entered the I-7585 highway, this time traveling south and once again significantly exceeding the posted speed limit. Uh, we will have a, uh, a link to the YouTube video uh, in the show notes for this episode, 882. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com, uh, look for 882, and uh, scroll on down there through the show notes, and you will see this. And this is dash cam footage. They show the pit maneuver, and they show what happens to the Grand Cherokee. Have you guys, uh, have you guys watched this yet? I Not haven't yet. seen it. I got to check the link out. But oh, it said God. it said that they it what sent the SUV flying into the air and killing the two occupants. So yeah. I'm assuming the driver was killed too. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. Uh, yeah. I, whenever I, I read the two occupants, I figured that it was everybody in the in the Grand Cherokee. But yeah, my but they God, said somebody got out. Who um whose parent taught that one person that said f this stop yeah. and let me out? Yeah, and, and no kidding. I mean, I'm sure that they they feel horrible. Uh, about the the other two passengers uh, or the driver or the occupants of, uh, Whoever, of the Grand Cherokee, yeah. uh, but uh, my God, how wonderful to to not be uh, part of the the, the casualties. Um, right. You know, in in the video, and I don't want to ruin this for anybody, but in the video, this thing is end over end, and when I say end over end, I mean the front and the back. Oh wow! End over end, up in the air. It went up the hard a hard way. Yeah, it went up an embankment. Uh, yeah, not the fun way. Uh, but I guess it could be fun. Just depends on how you land. Um, so, uh, yeah, watch this video. Uh, it's so sad. I'm so sorry that there was loss of life. I'm so sorry that the driver decided to do this and, yeah. uh, uh, cause it, it, it is their fault. Uh, but, uh, and I, and I gotta wonder if there's not going to be some, uh, uh pushback lawsuit or something, uh, from the pit maneuver because, uh, it absolutely was the, the police, uh, decision to do this pit, pit maneuver and was a direct result uh, of the uh, the the deaths, so uh, I don't think that anybody anytime they do that that they're trying to take lives. They're just doing the opposite. They're trying to save lives because you get somebody uh, barreling down the highway and they're going to hit somebody or kill some some innocent person. That's mm -hmm. still kind of a gutsy move, though. If you're the if you're the officer doing that at 100 miles an hour, yeah. I got to give it to the officer doing that at 100 miles an hour. That's a uh, it's a pretty ballsy move at that point. I saw one the other day. I think it was on uh, the Tic Tac uh, where uh, a SUV, a police vehicle, did a pit maneuver on a car. The car spun, hit the uh, inside uh, concrete retraining wall, and then spun rapidly back out, hitting the SUV and knocking the SUV uh -huh. over. It was, it was amazing. Uh, the wow. SUV maintained. But, boy, it was, it was very, very violent. Yeah. Good video, though. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, Jeep has a has has told us that they have produced or sold rather the five millionth Jeep Wrangler. Wow! 
Wow. Wendy, what number is yours? <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> That's what they need to do. They need to put on there, you know, one of, and then later after when they oh. stop making Wranglers, which is never, <laughs> send you the, you know, the, the final number so it, it can be like yeah. <laughs> certificate of authenticity and stuff. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jeep brand uh, announced the sale of the five millionth Jeep Wrangler, a 2023 Jeep Wrangler 4xE Rubicon 20th Anniversary Edition. Uh, and Earl uh, exterior paint. I wonder if that's uh, uh, Earl T uh, color. I don't think it is. Uh, Earl Gray. Yeah, Earl Gray, which was uh, brought uh, was bought by a customer in uh, Camden. Is that right, Camden? Yeah, New Jersey. The owner will receive five thousand dollars worth of Jeep performance parts. Son of a bitch! Really? <laughs> wow, Tony, you were almost there. <laughs> that, that's a two-inch lift kit. Yeah, 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 no <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> worth of Jeep performance parts by Mopar and a lifetime Jeep Wave customer care uh, benefits. Man, is that risk going to be tired? Mm-hmm. That's oil changes. Yeah, it reminds me when I was 14. This milestone achieved <laughs> the brand <laughs> coincides with the introduction of the 2024 Jeep Wrangler. I uh, can't even say the damn word. Which uh, will be sold in markets around the world and the launch of the famous for Freedom global marketing campaign featuring the celebrated 1995 track uh, California Love. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> hey man good business okay. is where you find it or i guess manufacture so. It. <laughs> wow. so what do you guys think five million jeep That's, wranglers you know what it's nice to be part of that honestly to own a jeep to know that we have one of those millions that have been sold what was it That's, was it 89 when the yj came out the first wrangler was like an 89 or something uh, didn't they yeah. do it in 87 i think the first one was right maybe so it took them that long to sell 5 million Jeep Wranglers, and they sold 3 million uh, Jeep Cherokees. You knew guys You guys knew it was going to come back to this. Uh, the, the XJ uh, from, uh, what was it, uh, uh, 1986 through 2001. So the, the XJ was on target for much more than 5 million. Uh, and I'm really surprised that the Wrangler has taken this long to hit 5 million. I bet most of those are probably JKs. Mm, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of TJs sold. I, I need to look that up. That'd be interesting. This was, what, around a 15-year run, something like that? Oh, was it? That's a long time. So, with the 5 million Wrangler sold, the Jeep brand continues to grow, fueled by the uh, unwavering passion of the Jeep global community, uh, said Jim Morrison, Senior Vice President and Head of Jeep Brand North America. With legendary 4x4 capability, open-air freedom, and the timeless design, the Wrangler embodies the spirit and soul of the Jeep brand. Yeah, it says more than 80%. Oh, here we go, Larry. This might help you clue us in. More than 80% of the 5 million Wranglers sold since 1986 uh, are still on the road, having uh, fun out there and showcasing the amazing staying power of the vehicle. Uh, The new 2024 Wrangler raises the bar once again and is the most capable wrangler yet i'm gonna call bullshit on that one uh (laughs) i think the tj is still better uh with more technology safety features and refinement oh well i guess i guess so the the technology safety features if you're if you're making that bar jim i guess i guess it's true uh i just was doing some fun little math so it's about 36 years i divided that by the 5 million it's 138,000 plus 
um, sold per year. Kind of reminds me of our like our 2.4 million uh, downloads that we've had of the show. When you divide yeah. that by by 13 years, it's not so much. <laughs> I know it sounds good, five million, but then it's like oh, 130. 138, 800,000, something like that yeah, per year. I know I'm dealing with a negative so person do. whenever I, I tell them, wow, we had uh, 2.4 million downloads, and they go, well, well, over what kind of time period? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Yesterday. <laughs> over a week. Is that good enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I mention top 10? <laughs> right, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's great. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I've never owned a Wrangler. Well, I guess technically I do. Uh, I've got a, a couple of TJs that I, that I own uh, that, that my daughter and my wife drive. But so my wife and I own uh, the, the one TJ together. I guess technically we, we we own both of those. I need to get that uh, thing transferred over to my daughter's name. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean Wranglers are great. Uh, when I went to go get the uh, when I bought the XJ, uh, the Wrangler is what I was going to be purchasing a 1998 Wrangler. Uh, but uh, the the four doors uh, just made sense for us at the time with our two little girls, and uh, yeah, so um, glad we finally got a Wrangler. Love the Wrangler. Uh, love the TJs. Uh, I'm uh, I could uh, it'd be very easy for me to be in a in a, a JL or JLU. I like to think that if I was going to buy a new Wrangler, I would get a JL, a two door, because uh, I think that's what uh, the the real off roading Jeeps are are the the two doors. They're they're short. They're nimble. Uh, they're much like the uh, the forerunners of uh, the the Wranglers. Now, back in '98, when we bought the the Cherokee, if a, a four door uh, TJ had been a- available, we absolutely would have bought that because that's that that's what we were going to get was a Wrangler. And if we had the ability to get, uh, I mean, I know they had unlimiteds, but they weren't four doors back then. Uh, that's that's what I would have gotten was a four door uh, Wrangler. So, are either one of you planning on getting a a new Wrangler anytime soon to add to this five million number? Is the tree producing extra money this year? Because not in our book. <laughs> Just asking. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm it would not. be nice, you know, especially for training and things that we're doing. But then we think, hmm, we just talked about maybe getting picking up like a TJ and. Just making it, you know, on forties and Dana sixties oh, or something wow. crazy, right? Yeah. You know, just having some fun, but. I don't know. It's all that's a dream. So for us, probably not. We're very happy with what we have, and it works fine. And yeah. So. Well, I enjoyed the hell out of that TJ that we had for the Nexon yes. uh, Nexon event. Who is that that, that, that rents those things? Do they still Desi. rent them? Yeah, Desi from the uh, Jeep Experience. The Jeep Experience there at yeah. uh, Big Bear uh, Lake California. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, it, that, I know that was on 37s. I do not know what the lift was, though. Man, that was a hell of a lift because I had a hard time getting in that thing. I think it was probably three inches or four, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Getting out was easy. Um, yeah. but, that's, but, but that's what 37s do, too, is kind of make you a bigger lift. So. Uh-huh, yeah. So in the older the, Jeeps, you had to lift them more to get, get the same lift equivalent, if you will. Right. Right. So the only problem I had with that, uh, that TJ, well, it was twofold. Somebody else wanted to drive it. That pissed me off. <laughs> Amy, I think it was right. Amy, no, it was the it was the sales guy from Nexon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he wanted to do it when his uh, I forget who that guy's name was. Yeah, it was actually there on John Bull, and uh, yeah. I, I I did uh, I think I yeah he went up John Bull, and I think and I you drove came down. down. Yeah, right. So uh, that was so much fun, and I remember uh, getting irritated at you. You're going, uh, you know, uh, what was it, uh, driver, driver, driver? And I went, hey, I'm doing as much driver as I can do because <laughs> you couldn't get. Well, it was locked way. up. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> with it locked front and rear. Uh, but I wasn't mad at you. I just came over and we had a talk. No, I was getting mad. I was. I, I'm trying <laughs> to do it. 
back up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a fun experience. I think that was my first time ever driving a Jeep with lockers. So, yeah. uh, I, and I, I remember too, I don't go down memory lane too much on this, but it was just so much fun. I remember I was driving it and there was just a minimal ledge. I mean, it was nothing. And uh, I was trying to get up over the ledge and, and, and it wouldn't do, it wouldn't go. And uh, I, I think it was you or Bill uh, said, or maybe it was even Don said, you got the lockers on? It's like, no. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I need lockers for this? I said, well, it wouldn't go up over the ledge. So that's a good reason yeah. to have lockers. So I, I reached up and I think the, the switches were right there above the mirror and uh, uh, turned the, the lockers on, and uh, boy, it just crawled right up. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, it, and if you guys ever get a chance to go uh, wheeling out on uh, Gold Mountain, uh, absolutely, positively do it. I still like or, the, the rock garden the most, the ones yes. with the, the big pebbles. Uh, the, the boneyard, we call the it. The boneyard. Yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds yeah. like because you're driving it. Does. It does. Yeah, it's, it's so just, eerie because yeah. you realize all this shale, you know, good-sized boulders are just there, you know, and you can hear it. It's like air down there. It's yeah. pretty interesting. So Amazing much area. Yeah, so much fun. I, I got to get back out there. Well, you have to because there's other trails that you're going to love even more than Gold Mountain. I'm telling you. Well, I got to stay more than a day. Those uh, yes, cheap, cheap bastards at Nixon. Uh, <laughs> you got to come for two days, and I'll get like like Larry did. We did that two days. We did three of those black diamonds. Oh, I need to be there a week. Uh, and just yeah. if nothing else, it doesn't have to be a week of trails. It's a beautiful area. Uh, just getting yeah. down to the lake and. Uh, various things. Even the, uh, I think it was a Holiday Inn that I stayed at. Even that place was cool. It was like a big log cabin. Right, like a lodge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to Jeep on their five millionth Jeep Wrangler uh, sale. And congratulations to all you Jeep Wrangler owners uh, being in there for the count, for the head count. Welcome to Fabricating Frenzy with Larry, also known as Jeeping Mo, whose hair is not curly. All right, so where will your last uh, big wheeling trip be for the year? So as you move into September, we will start planning our final trips for the year before Colorado fills up, or some of our favorite trails or off-road parks close, and before everything turns into all things (laughs) pumpkin spice. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Here are some of the trips that I've been wanting to take. And if you're looking for a good trip that will take several days or weeks, here are some suggestions for some of the various parts of the country. Now, now this is one I know a team member uh, Chip did recently, the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway. So it's in Kentucky, and everything I've found, it's around 100 miles. It's a complete loop. And some of the most remote scenic areas in Kentucky, including the Red River Gorge. And in the past, they've uh, hosted some of the Jeep Jamborees, but they've shut that down to big organizations and everything in 2004. But you can still just go enjoy the trail. Once again, it's 100 miles, so plan accordingly. So then we have the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail. And Tony, I'll see if you get the acronym. The Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail was originally designed for dual sport bikes, and it's about 600 to 630 miles long, and it's paved roads, gravel, dirt, and it's a little bit of everything. It's from Wisconsin border in Illinois all the way to Lake Superior. Now, that's one I've been wanting to get out there and do, but, you know, it's, that's a big commitment, especially if you're on a dirt for 600 miles. And I've got maps and links for all these trails. 
Now, the granddaddy of them all is the, the TAT, which is the Trans-American Trail, and that runs from coast to coast, east to west. And that's one that covers dirt, road, gravel. It does a little bit of everything. And that trail is pretty well mapped out because that was that was originally designed for motorcycles. Wow. Yeah, and there's an official site that I've got in the show notes that, that you can actually buy all the maps that get you through all of that without having That's to worry about being on private property or being closed. That's now, amazing. I know, yeah, and I know from, I'll say, other members that I know who's done that, that there are other sites out there who try to sell stuff about the TAT, but the official one, they do a really good job keeping up with the mapping and everything. And then uh, a part of the country that one of these days I got to get up there, which is the Oregon Backcountry Discovery Route. Now, the, the BDR up there is about 750 miles, multi-day off pavement, and it's also was designed originally around dual sport bikes but you know i see all the time jeeps and everybody get out there and they'll do overlanding trips across it and you get up in the pine forest and the nice thing about some of that is i've been wanting to get out on that trail to do some of that high desert mm -hmm. it's been kind of a goal of mine and this is one of my favorites that i've done and i know uh one of our discord members Steve-O's done as well, the land between the lakes, which is down by Kentucky Lake. So that peninsula also hosts uh, Jeep Badge of Honor Trail at Turkey Bay Off-Road Park. But the whole peninsula is covered in trail. Wow. So if you, if you pull that peninsula up in, a, in like a Gaia or Onyx or any of those, you'd be surprised that the whole peninsula is just packed with trail everybody thinks that that is just the turkey bay off-road park but it really is so much more and it's kind of in the middle of the country too so it's easy to get to and then you know just about all of these are easily accessible and there's plenty others out there so if you go out into whatever area you want to wheel and just do a little research you'll find that there's always some kind of big trail if you want to go out and spend several days on the road just camping. I know the Ozarks has several. There's a couple of big ones in Texas. And once again, just about any area that you're wanting to wheel in before winter hits. I know, I know obviously you don't have to worry about winter hitting in Texas there, uh, Tony. But Not, not southeast mm -hmm. Texas, that's for sure. No. But like Colorado, Colorado will start closing down here soon. I was yeah. just going to ask you when when the when when is winter? <laughs> like, I, like I always say, it's two non consecutive days and sometimes right. non consecutive years uh, here yeah. in Texas. So uh, how 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 late can you go? I know it just depends because nobody can predict the weather exactly. But generally right. speaking, what, what's the the latest you can go uh, to uh, to Colorado? Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I've heard of Colorado shutting down in late August, and I've heard God. it shutting down in late September. Good right? God. So it, it just it just depends because you're up in high mountain areas, mm -hmm. and I think I think black bear is closed right now. I don't know if that's just from accidents or if that's from weather, but I, I that area it might be. Yeah, it might be like what we do here in Big Bear too. The first thread of snow or the first sort of 
wintery time, they're going to close some of the roads right. because, well, because well, they don't have the resources to actually go and rescue you if it do get a, st- a snow overnight or something like that. Right. Wait, wait a minute. I, I, I know from past stories that it doesn't have to be weather related for them to shut down trails in California. <laughs> yes, we know that. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't start now. <laughs> yeah, because you always got like the Rubicon out there, right? You, you can yeah. always put up. There's several days just getting through the Rubicon and mm-hmm. you know, up in the Sierras, you got the same thing. You're probably getting yep. close to where you've only got probably a few more weeks left and that's about it. Yeah, but but there is a good trail in the desert area called the Mojave Trail that's really almost historical and is a great one. It's in the desert. Probably wouldn't, there's no closed road because there's not an entrance or an exit. It's this whole trail. But that would be one I'd put on the list too for somebody who wants to do something out of those upper states to come down to the sunshine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a ton of really good trails out there that, you know, a lot of times... A lot of times, at least in this in this area, Midwest, the off-road parks are shutting down, and uh, you have to you have to go south if you want to really do some wheeling. And I, and I know I'll get some some uh, hate mail over that, but you really you really can't control obviously Mother Nature, right? I'm not a mud wheeler. It is what it is. I, I don't like the cleanup afterwards. Oh, it's the cleanup. That, that is me, right. man. 100%. Being in the mud, is, yeah. Being in the mud is fine. Uh, but right. boy, the cleanup the is clean not. And, and, it's and, harsh. And the back of your pants uh, cleanup is is rough too. I hate too. that when you when you get out, <laughs> when you get out of a lifted jeep and you've been through the mud or the dirt like that, and you got these lines going across the back of your legs. Yeah, oh, that's lovely. Right. <laughs> but as we start marching down towards the end of the year, you know, it's I'm just curious if uh, people call in, let us know what your what are your plans for the rest of the year. Now, obviously, like Tony said, if you live in uh, in Texas. Well, there is no end of year, but for the rest of us, it all starts winding down kind of from here out. Yeah. Other than other than it being rainy uh, this time of year, <clears throat> starting in, around October, I guess, um, uh, it, it's actually nice because it's not 15,000 degrees and seven inches <laughs> from the sun. Africa right. hot, we yeah. call it. Like going to Hidden Falls or uh, yeah. uh, Barnwell or, and then nice. there's several others around the state, uh, real nice parks that I haven't been to yet. Uh, but yeah, Texas, uh, it, it depends on how far away you are, of course, but uh, Texas is a good place uh, to come uh, during the wintertime. Yeah, so either you guys have any big trips coming up, any uh, rides you're going on before the end of the year or anything like that? Uh, nothing on that we have planned per se as far as a big trip like that. We have still our bucket list to do the Rubicon, EGS. Um, so those are on our list to hopefully accomplish soon. Are you going to be going to King of the Hammers this year? Yes. Oh, cool. So, uh, on your, uh, it just dawned on me, you're getting ready to do your motorcycle ride across the country, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to be on my, uh, it's not across the country, we're going to stay in California this time, we're going to be going over the different passes over the Sierras. Oh, they probably won't let so, you leave, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, that Where are you going? You're not moving, off. are you? You got to pay the tax. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, the other runs they came up with, we just didn't, weren't excited about them. So, this is the one we're doing this year. I think next year might be cross country where we go from the eastern to the west you know how last year we did the west to the east so we'll see you need a lot of fun you need to do the uh the um forest gump trail so every place that he ran that's what you guys should do on a motorcycle (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then just stop and turn around yeah that's right and all of a sudden go what right out there on that pier it was that's where he ended right was the pier at the 
uh, the Santa Pacific Monica, or something. Yeah. Yes. Santa Monica, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you because I, I was going to I was going to say, and, and you've done across country before. So uh, was the was snow and uh, and I mean that that would just be horrible if you're out in icy snow conditions on the motorcycle. So we, you guys yeah. never never know exactly. I mean, sure you plan nope. on not being in environments like that, but it's always a possibility. Yeah, when we went to, uh, did Oregon and Washington, which was a stunning state to do. If you can oh, wheel bad. in that area, I'm sure that is absolutely gorgeous. Um, yes, we did hit uh, sleet, uh, hail. We've been in uh, Wyoming and had uh, snow. So, yeah, we've been in some very interesting weather. Pouring rain in other parts of the country. You yeah, just, Oregon is, the area, is an area that I'm really looking forward to. One of these days, I'm going to get up there because I see all these all this footage of the high deserts and wheeling across that and... I really want to get yeah. up there for that. Well, and if you do, you need to reach out to Josh because I'm sure he's got some good trail suggestions for you. Yeah. Yeah, I asked my daughter the other day, hey, you up for a, for a road trip? She was, I'm in. Oh, I, said, go to or I said, you want to go to Oregon? She says, well, I got 36 hours. I'm like, well, that'll get us there. <laughs> <laughs> there, needs to be a, uh, there needs to be a Bucky's uh, trail run where you hit all the Bucky's in uh, various yes, places. That's only in the south, though, right? Because Bucky's is not out here. Well, uh, let's say I think Chris was telling me they got uh, they have one in Tennessee that is actually the largest Bucky's in the nation. I saw that. Yeah, Beaver Nuggets. Oh my gosh, Joe, Tony, so sad that you turned me on to that because we got to try them on that trip. I had several people uh, send me messages uh, during the uh, the Great Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion because they were in areas. Uh, I guess that they could get them. There was more than one Bucky's in, in Tennessee, apparently. Yeah, and uh, pictures of Beaver Nuggets, and uh, somebody said, uh, I, "I see what the I see what the big to do is about this." So uh, Chris was telling me, "Oh, and I haven't shared this yet, but uh, Chris sent me a picture of him taking a picture with a person in a Bucky's outfit. You know, like a oh my like God. a mascot type thing. Yeah, yeah. And his buddy went along." with him uh to the great smoky mountain jeep invasion he was giving him crap because he goes what are you doing there's uh this is for this is for the kids he goes and chris says i stood in line i told, i waited my turn oh it was great this this for the picture you know it's, i, I would have done that i mean how damn fun i need a beaver nugget i mean that's yeah. right i mean who wouldn't take a picture with a beaver i mean come on no seriously <laughs> So yeah, that was that was really cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Chris has some uh, has some good times out there. He's not uh, he's not really shy about doing things, which is great. That's the way uh, everybody should live their life. Absolutely. Well, I got a little quick update for my little off road adventures. Um, you guys know that did, I did the horseshoes fall apart. Is this what you're going to tell me? <laughs> yeah, the welding didn't work. No, it did work. They're <laughs> it didn't great. Stick. <laughs> yeah. So those of you guys maybe haven't listened the whole time. I I joined the uh, Ladies Off Road Network Challenge that uh, Charlene Bauer puts on, and it's a six month program. Started in March. It ends this month. To, um, let's see, not this month, let's see, be August 31st. So, at the time of the recording, it was last week. Anyway, the um, uh, there were 10 challenges plus nine what they call scavenger hunts, which would be things that you had to do in relation to whatever the actual challenge was. Very detailed. I was uh, more than surprised at how much there was to do and learn. But uh, I am here to report that I completed every single challenge. I turned in all the scavenger hunts. I'm so excited. I actually turned it in and did it. I'm surprised. Yay! I'm so excited. You need to ring the bell or something, Tony. I think there's a bell ringing or something needs to happen. But 
Anyway, so I'm just encouraging you. And I've got a huge ass. There you go. Oh, God, there you go. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, but things like I learned about welding, I had to do stuff about powering the Jeep and, and how we power our Jeep. I had to learn um, just all kinds of different things that I was not aware of. So I thank you, Charlene. Well, that, that's the whole point the of this is, yes. is learning things you don't already know and yeah. stepping outside your comfort zone. Very much so. That welding was definitely there. I loved it. But not just that. I mean, I had to paint rocks and drop them and learn how to drop a pin. I, I didn't pay attention to stuff like that. Who cares? Well, you get coordinates and it is important when you're out wheeling. So there just was so many different things and, and levels about it that I'm just encouraging anybody, if you ever get a chance to do any kind of a challenge, whether it's just for women or just for men or whatever it is, you should try it. I mean, you never know what you're going to learn. And just to be empowered with that knowledge that now I, it was so funny. I was reading a Facebook post from one of the uh, people that I know he was on a run and he's having problems with battery and trying to connect fuse boxes. And he's talking about TIPM. And I'm like, I know where all this stuff is now. I know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So things that I had to discover. So anyway, I'm just super excited. I finished. We won't know the standings um, until October. Um, so I have to wait now a good month and a half to see where I placed. I'm hoping to place in the top five. That was my ultimate goal. Um, make sure I did everything, you know, crossed I's, dotted T's. I even had to do a whole story about how I got into off-roading. So that I think a lot of people struggle on to talk about themselves. I didn't have a problem putting that story together. So I'm hoping that that also helps me. But anyway, that's I'm just a, excited. That's yeah. a great story. And I like the part where, where you just, uh, Bill's driving the Jeep and you're all of a sudden you're missing. Yes. <laughs> so, Wendy, that, that race that they host every year and the, the, bell the name of the the Rebel, Rebel Rally. Rally, right. Would that be something that you would consider doing? Oh, she yeah, is. Uh, Julianne and I are talking about it. We won't be able to do it this year because it's in October. And there's actually some classes I think we should take because it's driving in sand and all kinds of terrain that is different. Um, and also you are doing complete navigation from just a compass and a map. And I know sand dunes. I use a, I ride them on the quads. It's not like you have these high mountains that you have these peaks to be able to show where you're at so I, I would like a little bit of you know experience as far as learning some of those techniques from women who've already done it but that is something i'd like to do is that's very on my cool list. and larry i don't know if you're if you know this already or not uh maybe the listeners don't it uh it's it's rather expensive i mean i'm not talking very. about having to buy a vehicle or yeah. anything but uh i mean it's like what is it fourteen fifteen thousand fifteen thousand dollars so yeah. uh, and it's it, it's it, like eight days long too. That's the other thing. It's not a one day or two day. It's right. eight days. Yes. So I remember when all the ladies were in the uh, Zoom room one night for the round table, and we got mm -hmm. talking about that and you know, mm -hmm. about the expense. Oh, and that was a great. That was a great conversation. Yeah. I learned a lot. Uh, several were hosted or were sponsored by you know Ford and several others that. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to bring up uh, with Julianne and Wendy uh, that uh, both uh, do our JTS uh, Chick Chat episode every other week on Monday. Uh, they're they're looking for sponsors. I think Julianne mm -hmm. has has some people in mind, has some businesses in too. mind, and, and I do too. Yeah. yeah. So and, uh, if you guys would like to, yeah, if you guys <laughs> would like to jump in there uh, and maybe uh, help sponsor a, a Rebel Rally for uh, Wendy and Julianne, uh, that uh, I'm sure they would not be against it. Nope, not at all. Let us know. So, anyway. Very cool. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I'm having a little transmission problems with my XJ. So, uh, like every man, I went on the internet and Googled leaky tranny. 
So Wendy, <laughs> my lovely wife, not the lovely co-host, although the lovely co-host could be my wife and my wife could be the lovely co-host. I'm not picky about who's screaming at me while I'm driving. Uh, she saw my browser history. And so now I need a number for a good divorce lawyer. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that no matter what problems I have, I can always count on my fingers. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. Nikki G, it could have been worse. She could have been into it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that is not 18% funnier, but whatever. <laughs> well, there's uh, not, we still love you, Nikki J. We still love you. There's not 18 fingers, so there you go. Well, that's true. All right. So in this week's must-have stuff pick of the week for your Jeep, more switches. It's, it's going to be it'll be a, a, like a light bar sickness or a, but, a off-road light sickness. But, but wait a minute, Tony. You have four of those pillars right so you yeah you can oh, do four wouldn't of these. that be cool oh there hey, you go you know like you know, larry's working the brake with uh on the the de- on the steering wheel <laughs> you need and he's, somebody in the back doing your life and he's got the holding the steering wheel with the other one and he's telling duke duke, duke exactly touch that button duke hurry Press up the button, duke. Press the button. <laughs> so this is the uh bow switch jl 800 grab handle switch panel yes it's the same company we talked about a few episodes ago but now with more buttons <laughs> i think that there was uh, four buttons uh, uh that were available yes, before, there was four before and, yeah. and this is i believe it's 10 so the cool thing about this is it goes where the driver's grab handle is. So uh, you don't you don't have to have these unwieldy boxes or switches up on things, and that's perfectly fine if that's the way you want to go. I'm thinking of keeping a more of a factory look, but still having the capabilities. So I really like the idea of just putting something that's already there, but adding more uh, functionality to the object. I just keep keep wondering how many how many buttons do you press whenever you're holding on for dear life? Well, that that was going to be my question. On last time we talked about this, is when you go to grab because obviously it's a grab handle for a reason. You need to get in the jeep. So I could see somebody inexperienced or new family member that doesn't understand what those buttons do, and they wrap their fingers around as they're pulling themselves into the jeep, and bang, you got all kinds of lights going off. So well, one thing I will say is that uh, I don't know if it works this way, but if it if you have to have the jeep on, that would help uh, that problem. You know, the switches aren't, aren't enabled until you actually uh, right. put, put okay. run or start the jeep. Okay. Uh, I, I'm hoping that's the and you can and you can always set it up that way, even if it's not that way from uh, from the design. And also mm-hmm. too, there's a power button at the very top. Oh, I see. Okay. So, so you uh, you have to press you power that. Power it on. Yeah, you got to press that buttons. button before the well, other buttons sense. work. So yeah, I think you got sense. a two-tiered system there, uh, or potential of two-tiered system. So the great thing about this is, uh, and it's not the price because it's $269 for this thing, uh, but you got to figure just to have it, have the convenience and not to have to add a bunch of crap to your dash. It, it's kind of yeah. nice. Uh, and, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with having buttons and switches and looking like a 747 cockpit. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> some people like that. Though. Oh, I, I yeah. would like to see the switch. There's got to be some kind of, I'm going to call it a switch pot or something that goes under the hood there with is. this as well. Yeah, there is. Uh, and the cool thing is the current rating on this thing is 100 amps. And I'm sure that's a cumulative uh, based on the 10 circuits. Uh, so that, that would be, you know, 
potentially 10 amps per circuit. Uh, but uh, you can always run whatever current you want to as long as you throw in a, the appropriate relay and, and proper-sized uh, wiring. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's not a, a huge deal. But it's really cool. This is for the Jeep Wrangler JL 2018 through current and the Gladiator 2020 through current. It's $269. And as I already mentioned, it has an overall current rating of 100 amps. And uh, yeah, it does have a box which you feed all your, your switchable atoms into. And uh, boy, I tell you what, with uh, the, the, if you have the aux switch uh, from the factory, which gives you four buttons, and this 10, you're going to be adding stuff just so you can fill up these switches. I personally, I personally think I'm just going to get the four button uh, grab handle uh, in the future. Because uh, I think they'll have plenty with the, I know. There's <laughs> two A-pillars. Just remind you that. I'm just going to say, if he runs out of four, he can go to the other side. Hey, um, can you just touch that button for me? But you're <laughs> overlanding stuff on one pillar and you're driving stuff on the other. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. most important thing about this is you can change the colors behind the switches. No, there you <laughs> well, go. So here's my other question. Can you change the actual switches? Like, it looks like it's coming with specific things you know can you change it up like we we have a fan in the back for our dogs so when bill did the aux switches for us on our pillar which doesn't look like this but we have aux switches on the pillar you could customize those little switches mm. so on one says dog fan can you do that on this too uh, i would think anything is possible i do not recall uh you'll have to go the and actually you'll be able to go to uh this uh this thing on amazon.com yeah simply by looking at the show notes for episode 882 uh and and you can check that out for yourself i do not recall right offhand. i suspect that you can though uh i just don't know uh if it uh, you would think it has to be supplied by the uh, by this company so it would fit yeah. properly a lot of them come with a couple of sheets of stickers that you you kind of assign to oh, whatever put what you want yeah right right mm-hmm. but i mean if you had those on the other side a pillar and you could put in some funny stickers like ejection button and a few other yeah. things <laughs> wouldn't that be cool i think that'd be kind of funny it'd be a little rude though if uh, bill was hammering that eject uh, passenger button while you were <laughs> chewing his ass about something like what the heck push the button push that's the not button. funny i told you never to do that again <laughs> <laughs> i love it yep yep so uh yeah it uh, it's really cool i really like this it's a it, it really fits into my wheelhouse as uh, josh who we've mentioned before here on the show recently uh that uh fits into my wheelhouse of uh, things that i'd like to do i just think it's a great use of something that's already there you just take it off put this on there and uh now uh, uh unless you're attentive you probably uh, a passenger or somebody probably wouldn't notice that when they do they would go oh that's cool that's pretty impressive yeah, yeah. very cool uh, Lot of switches. So it's always a little sad when we hit the end of the trail, but there's always another trail ride just down the road. Uh, perhaps not in Colorado because I think they're closing it up for winter. Jeep Talk Show has four episodes a week, and every other week we have five with the JTS Chick Chat episode on Mondays. So sometimes it's Monday through Friday, sometimes it's Tuesday through Friday. You know, uh, Wendy, this is just confusing. You guys need to do a Chick Chat episode every week so we can just have five episodes a week. Sure, I'll work on that. <laughs> Come on, Wendy. <laughs> Step up. I know I'm such a slacker. So subscribe and never miss an episode. Hey, and speaking of subscribing, consider keeping the Jeep Talk Show on the air by subscribing to the show via Patreon. The place to go for all the information on how to subscribe via Patreon and how to contact us is at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. 
Broadcasting since 2010.